You're listening to Tottenstown. Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. And we're coming up on the New England Patriots game, a team that is hot right now. Red hot. Five <laughs> straight wins. This team is looking good. The Titans are coming off of a terrible loss to the Houston Texans. So this game is going to be important. And we're here to talk all about it. But first, Tyler, make sure you tell everyone how they can support the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, it's it's pretty simple. Go check out our merch. Go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, whichever one it is, make sure you're following the podcast on there. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us some comments, questions. We love that interaction. Everyone watching on YouTube, scroll down that subscribe button. If it's red, click it. Turn it gray. There's a little bell notification right beside it. Make sure you turn that on as well so you never miss when we upload a video or when we go live. Guys, I know we've been struggling with that a little bit, but crazy schedules. You know, my wife and I, new baby here. Tanner, you've got school going on and work, so you know we're we're going to try and get that going a little bit more. But just bear with us; it takes a little bit of time. If you like the video, leave us a like on the video. We really appreciate that; it helps us out a lot. And share the video, guys. We're we're trying to reach eight hundred to a thousand subscribers, and one way you can help us do that if you're already subscribed is sharing that video with your family, friends, and other football fans. Patriots fans, come on over here because I'm going to tell you, we're probably going to be talking pretty good about your team in this episode. So leave us your thoughts on them. Just go down to the comments. Let us know how you think this game's going to go and what you're most looking forward to. Also, make sure you're following us on social media, the ones that we're most active on, on Twitter, Titans underscore time, on Facebook, Titans time, and on Instagram, Titans time podcast. Now, Tanner, right quick before you, we dive into this, you mentioned the Patriots are on a five-game win streak. Up until the Titans lost this past week against the Texans, the Titans had the longest win streak in the NFL. So now that they falls... were the hottest team right. until this past game, and so, now the Patriots have have kind of taken that over. But I do want to go back and look at who the Patriots have beat in these last five weeks, and by no means is this taking anything away from them. You have. The Jets, then the Chargers, Panthers, Browns, Falcons. So it's kind of, again, not taking anything away from them, it's kind of split on their level of competition. I was about to say, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that because the Chargers are a good team, Panthers have a good defense. And Um, the Browns are kind of hit and miss this year. That's what I was going to say. Even against... The main thing is teams, the Jets are a team that have beat the Titans. Right. That's what I was going to. I'm just, just going to stop no, you before you get no, no, before you no, get no, going no, here. I mean, no. Here's again. That's why you know to start this out. I said I'm not taking anything away from them because what they are doing is they are beating the good teams, and they are also beating the teams that they should beat. You know, they're not letting someone 
come back and sneak up on them and sneak out the win. No, they are beating the teams that they should beat. I mean, you look at what they did to the Browns. They just flat. Well, their last three games, the Falcons, Browns, and Panthers, they just destroyed them. So, yeah, I mean, they just, they do things the right way, and they do it regardless of who they're playing against. The Jets, not going to play down to them. You know, the Falcons, not going to play down to them. They continue to do things that, the, the little things that you really put an emphasis on when you're playing good teams, they continue to 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 do that to do that the same way when they're playing teams that are not that great. Right. And that's and that, important because this is the NFL and any team can beat you any day. Exactly. And that's why you know I was trying to make sure you knew as well I wasn't taking anything away from them because you can look back at some teams' win streaks this year, like when they've strung together a couple wins and be like Okay, but, you know, they played the bottom three teams in the NFL. Say they were on a three-game win streak. You can't say that about this Patriots one because they, like I said, it was a good mix, and they didn't let, they didn't overlook any opponent. Just like the fact that you can't overlook what the Titans did just because they lost to the Texans. Exactly. And, I mean, really, we didn't even hit on this in our game review for the Texans, but... I really wish we would have because that was kind of a down episode for us. We were, here's what went wrong, don't really know what happened here, this and that. But the thing we forgot to mention, this Titans team is still 8-3 and three on the year. Still number one in the AFC right now, number one in the AFC South. And yes, if I told you at this point in the season, say you didn't know who they lost to, but I said the Titans are number one in the AFC with an eight and three record. How would you feel about that? No, I mean I'd feel I'd feel great. I mean they're in a great position right now. So, not taken away from the teams that they lost to because two of those losses were teams that they should have beat. But if you step back, really look at things, eight and three, first in the AFC, you really can't complain about that. Well, and if you think about it, the teams that they have beat and the teams that they have had success against this season and in seasons prior to are teams that they're going to be playing in the playoffs. You're not right. going to play the, the Jets in the playoffs. You're not going to play the Texans in the playoffs. Like just the fact that they play down to teams. And I don't think anyone can, can say that that's not true. You can use records in, in past years to try to justify that that's not true. But the fact is, it's obvious that when they play a team that is in the the bottom, say, whatever, bottom uh, quarter of the league, mm. they don't play a good game. And it's and, always either a close win or they lose. And that's what I was about to say is, you know, you look at any NFL game and you can say, obviously, it's a 50-50 shot on whether you win or lose. But... The Titans always seem to do a lot better when their backs are against the wall and they're playing a top team. You know, they'll either blow them out or they find a way to win. But then you go to a team, like you mentioned, that's in the bottom quarter of the league and it's like the team just forgets how to how to play. Like, they should be blowing this team out, but instead, like you said, they're, they're letting them hang around and just barely squeaking out a win against them, or they're losing the game. 
So those are things that have to be fixed. And as it, you really think about it, the Titans lost to the Jets early in the season, and then they went on that six-game win streak. Started with the Jags, and, I mean, knocked off the Bills, Chiefs, Rams. Uh, who else am I missing here? I'm I'm trying to – I'm going blank <laughs> for some reason. Um, Bills, Chiefs, Saints. Rams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not going to really count them as, like, you know. It, it like, was a close game. Yeah, it was a close game. <laughs> but either way, it was still teams that made the playoffs last year. Right, Aside right. from the Jaguars. But, oh, and the Colts, again. So, you know, it. you can't take that away from them because they were ready for those games. And, like I said, they lost to the Jets, and it kind of made them step back, regroup, refocus. They went on this win streak. Who knows? Maybe this loss to the Texans, just a little wake-up call. Their backs are against the wall again, going to face going up to New England to face a red hot Patriots team. Maybe they turn it around and get another win streak going. The main thing's just getting to this bye week. Yeah, really. I was gonna say, I mean, I think the most important thing is that I mean, every game matters, but this game it's like it doesn't necessarily matter because as long as you win out the rest of the AFC South games you're in pretty good shape. I don't think this is... I mean, obviously, you want to win every game. But if they lose, it's kind of like the Rams game is the way I'm looking at it. It doesn't necessarily matter. They're beat up, and odds are, I feel like anyways, A.J. Brown is not going to play. That's one thing we haven't done yet is go over the injury report. Um, but we will do that here in just a moment. Uh, odds are A.J. Brown's not going to play. You're, you're not going to have a lot of your playmakers, a lot of your... I guess you would say good players and getting to that bye week is just so important because yeah, it's it's going to help out so much. They there need the should rest. be so Julio should be back. AJ should be ready to go. Who knows? Maybe Henry has progressed enough to come back at that point. Seems a little early. Seems yeah. a little early. I'm thinking more like 16, 17 week, 16, 17 at the earliest, but I, I still say, Unless you absolutely need him, like you have to win games to get into the playoffs, just save him for the playoffs. I, I'm still staying with that. I agree, you know, but but if he's ready, a couple weeks of limited use might bet, not be a bad thing to get him going before Maybe the get him back in the groove. I, I see what you're saying there. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's tough because obviously, like going back, we talked about the AFC South a little bit. I was kind of torn on the Bills and Colts game this past week because obviously Bills lose, that lets the Titans keep the number one seed still. But Colts win, that narrows the margin just a little bit. So it's like, man, could, could both teams have just dropped that game and like tied or something? But since I'm mentioning the Bills, we may have... I think last year we kind of wrote the Patriots off a little bit because quarterback situation, they had a lot of guys on defense opt out, and we did mention this. That makes a difference when a lot of those guys opted out last year, but now they're back this year. So they kind of got all that rest, stayed in shape, and we thought the Bills might be the ones dominating this division 
going forward over the next couple years. Patriots coming in with a rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. Like, okay, it's it's going to take them a little while to hit their stride, but lo and behold, they are right there. <laughs> and I mean, uh, it's the, Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, th- this may not be the Bills' division. It, it may still be the Patriots. Here's the thing. I mean, Bill Belichick, you can't count him out. You just can't. It doesn't matter who he has, and you know what his team looks like. He's always going to get the most out of what he has. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones has finally gotten somewhat comfortable. It looks like. And I mean, here's the thing coming into the draft, he was, everyone kind of knew that he was the most pro ready quarterback. Well, and everyone kept saying, do not let this guy fall to the Patriots. Yeah. Because like he's typical, he he's exactly what they're looking for. Like yeah, he, he can run that system. He will be a smart quarterback. Now he doesn't have, he didn't have the upside of the guys that were taken earlier in the draft. But he was the most pro-ready, the most ready to contribute in year one. The upside is the fact of how well he can fit into this system and run it. Yeah. That, that, that is the game changer right there. So let's we usually do the injury report at the beginning, but we got a little bit carried away. Let's do that real fast. Now, this is the best thing that we have for the injury report. Um, it, it's from Thursday. The one for today, Friday, has not been released yet. And this is only an estimation of what it would have looked like because it's not, they didn't practice. So did not practice. Now, once again, estimation here. Um, Ola, I'm not even going to say his last name, AJ Brown, (laughs) Nate Davis, Rashawn Evans, and then, sorry, this is a little bit hard to line up here. David Long, Jeremy McNichols, Tier Tart, Logan Woodside was put on IR. And then Jeff Swain also did not practice. Now, the IR for Logan Woodside is the sickness list. Not okay. going to mention what it is, but, yeah. Um, we keep hoping for this injury report to get shorter and shorter, but it either stays you know, the same amount of guys or – and, of course, not even on there is the guys on injured reserve. Right. And then you also have limited participants, which was Naquan Jones, Harold Landry – Jayon Brown, Deontay Foreman, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, Greg Maven, and Roger Saffold. So it's, I mean, it looks the same as it has, like you said, the past few weeks. Um, I I personally do not think that A.J. Brown will play. I personally think that Jeff Swaim is not looking promising because he's got a concussion. Um, Nate Davis, not looking promising with a concussion. Um, anytime you see those guys with, a concussion and they are uh, did not practice on Thursday and today will be important because on Friday as well you can almost count them out. What about McNichols? What was he again? Because didn't he have a concussion? McNichols concussion. He did not practice. He's another. Uh, he's another guy. So he see, probably will not play either. That, that's what I was thinking because even if you go back and look at last week's injury report, that was the thing is Nate Davis and. Um, McNichols were both out all week last week with a concussion. So that worries me a little bit that this concussion is lingering on for them. Uh, I'm kind of like you. I don't see them playing. AJ, for me, is still a toss-up. I'm interested to see what the injury report shows today um, because 
You think back to last week, Jackrabbit come up with a chest injury from practice, and he wasn't able to go in the game against the Texans. So we know what happened to AJ as far as getting hurt in the game, hurt his chest. Don't think there was any broke ribs or anything from what I remember earlier this week. But him, like I said, today, today's injury report will be very telling. Yeah, if, because if he, if he doesn't practice. If he can participate in some capacity, that will completely help the way right. that I feel about his chances. And now one thing we do have to talk about, Adrian Peterson is now gone, which it's not really surprising just because his first couple of games, you could tell that his, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, his vision had not been that good. He had missed several holes, um, and obviously the speed and stuff is not there, but it is, I guess, a little weird that it comes after his best game with the Titans. But I think the thing that factors most into that is you have Marcus Johnson going on season end in Iowa because it's his second time on there this season and AJ going down. So the Titans had to decide to make some moves and they have signed Golden Tate. Yeah, and I think that this move, for one, you have a, a room full of running backs that are all pretty much capable of giving you the same thing. You have Deontay Foreman. And you have Hilliard now. Who's on who has been signed to the active roster. Yeah, and he's playing really good. Deontay Foreman can essentially give you the same thing that Adrian Peterson was. So you don't need two of those guys, three of those guys, even if you count Hilliard, that can basically just are interchangeable and can serve the same purpose. So, I like I like Hilliard's speed. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's got more speed than Foreman and obviously Peterson. Yeah, I, I I think so too. And I mean he looked really really good in the last game and then with Golden Tate I mean this is I, I said this earlier in the season actually um, I, I think you said it before the season started. I, yeah I might have even said it before the season started that Golden Tate is I mean one looks, of those veteran looks, guys yeah that he's a veteran guy he looks good sitting in free agency if you are the Titans front office you're like hey I mean if we start to have any problems there's a guy here that's available, could probably step in, play the slot. He's well, going to block well, you know, and he's a veteran. He knows what to do. Before the Julio stuff and everything, you were you were saying, go ahead and get him now. Like, yeah. first of the season, you were like, go ahead and get him then. And now, of course, it, it sucks that <laughs> he's having to get brought in because of the injuries to our receiving core, but maybe he can come in. Hopefully he can pick up the playbook very fast because even if not. So I, I think that he will be a guy that, I mean, he's a veteran. He's been in the league. I don't think that you get that far by not being able to somewhat, you, you know, catch on to things quickly. Um, even if not, like he's a veteran guy and we have, it's not like we have a young quarterback that's inexperienced. We have Ryan Tannehill. Surely they will be able to get some sort of on the same page, even if Golden Tate only has like a limited knowledge of the playbook. And he, he'll still be usable. Well, the biggest thing is going to be if we are without AJ, 
you need a veteran guy out there that can get separation against a team's better cornerbacks. And most of the time, veteran guys, even if they've, you know, even if they're not that fast anymore or maybe lost just a little bit, they still know tricks to get that separation. Right. And that can be all the difference because we've seen what happens when the Titans have, you know, just their, I, I guess, fourth, fifth, and sixth guys out there trying to catch passes. They're not getting separation that they need. Now, granted, some of that can be on Tannehill, too, because there's times where someone is wide open and he just misses them. Um, had a comment on our Texans review. Uh, I need to see who it was right quick because I want to give them credit. Uh, Stanley Wilson said, uh, going back to the Texans game, I'm blaming this on Todd Downing. Plus, Tannehill does not go through any reads. It's like he knows what receiver he wants to throw to before the play starts, then sticks with it after the ball snap. And we talked about that a couple times. I don't know that he does that every time because there are times when you see him going through progressions and getting it, to it. It's not guy. as often as you would like. Though. Right. It, it, I mean, it's not. But we talked about that with the pick that he threw when he was throwing to A.J. Brown. He He locked on him before the snap and never changed up who he was going to. So this maybe will help him out a little bit with having a guy that can get separation and he doesn't have to force it into a tighter window. Yeah, I agree. Another thing that I want to throw out is, now, I do want to say, just because this this happened one time does not mean it's not that uh, crucial, I guess I would say. But I did say that Josh Reynolds was a capable receiver. Oh, here we go. And he he goes out in his first game. Well, maybe no, this would, would have been his second or third game. Anyways, I think second. His second game, I think, with the Lions. But anyways, he goes out and scores a 38-yard touchdown. I mean, now, it was a little bit of blown coverage. But this guy, like, he's capable. If he can go score a touchdown with the Lions, he can score a touchdown anywhere. And I think that that just goes to show the fact that he wasn't really winning out on the depth chart here. We have some receivers that are capable of doing things. They just have to be put into a good position. Right. And yeah, I agree with that. And I do want to mention, because we haven't really talked about this Patriots defense much other than them actually getting starters back that opted out last year. You look at this Patriots defense and they are, they're good. (laughs) I mean, they are, um, Against the pass, they rank sixth in yards given up, second for passing touchdowns given up, and they are first in the league in interceptions. Then you look at their run defense, and it's not far behind. They're ranked ninth in yards given up, second in touchdowns, and ninth in yards per attempt. Um so the, this Patriots defense is good, and when the Titans are down weapons, besides the Patriots being red hot going into this week, it's not really a team that you want to face right now. But as I've said before, it always seems like when the Titans' backs are against the wall, a game that they should not win, 
somehow, some way, Vrabel, who should be in the coach of the year uh, talks, finds a way to rally his team and get no, gets them ready to go, and the defense steps up. That is where this could be a game changer. If our defense plays like they did against the Rams. You know, yeah, I think if the Titans do happen to win this game, it's going to be because of the defense. And you know Vrabel likes trying to match minds with Bill Belichick and going up against him. Yeah, yeah. I, um, mean, I think we could probably see some type of – now, it's not going to be on the level of the wild card game. But I think we could see some type of little shenanigans between those two. Um, I believe they actually changed that rule. I think they did. Last season yeah. <laughs> because of that situation. Um, so, I mean, obviously you're not going to see anything to that magnitude, but I think that, that we could see a little bit, and it may not be obvious, but there will be some stuff going on. Um, I think it's a good time to go to our Best Bets segment of the podcast presented by DraftKings. And if you had listened to our Texans and Titans game review, you would have known that DraftKings gave you a little Thanksgiving, something to be thankful for, some free bets. <laughs> um, if you would have bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game, you could have won $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Do not know if this is still going to be available for the Sunday game, but they've done this promo before, so it's worth it to try. It's worth it to I mean, try. You can see – and. Hey, if you would have listened to our Texans and Titans game review and put this promo code in and went for it, I believe every team scored yesterday. So seems to me like a free, easy $100. Yeah, and I mean, ever since we've been doing this, DraftKings has had a promo for every week. So there's going to be something on Sunday. Um, and all you got to do is use promo code TPPN to take advantage of that. If the sports book is not available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Make sure, make your first deposit, and you can play free for millions with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN. This Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Man, that never gets any easier it, for it you. It never does. Um, You're going to have to start going on more runs and get that cardiovascular. Yeah, that doesn't sound more. like something I'm going to do. <laughs> Too cold outside? Yeah, but let's uh, let's get into our best bets. I've got some catching up to do. Uh, I, I think you are so, five of eighteen now. Yeah, and which is, I, am, I mean, all things considered, not not terrible. And I'm eight of eighteen. Yeah, uh, which is pretty bad. So yeah, yeah okay, really, five <laughs> of eighteen. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just throw my two out. Ramondre Stevenson, the Patriots rookie running back, anytime touchdown score that's plus one sixty, and also Ryan Tannehill. I'm gonna say under. Let me make sure the number is still the same. Oh, the number has changed. It's went up one, actually. So under 21 and a half. It was 20 and a half when we started the podcast. Under 21 and a half completions for Ryan Tannehill. Okay, so now since that number has changed, I need to log on to my DraftKings and see. The first one that I'm going to throw out there, just because for some reason the Titans do really good on road games, um, and I believe this also applies to really good on road games against the spread. 
uh, you would probably know more about that than me, but I'm going to go, you didn't, I don't even know if you gave out the general information. Oh, you know, I, I didn't throw it the, out, but to throw it out there for everyone, the Patriots are favored in this game by six and a half points. The over and under on points is 43 and a half. And this is as of Friday. So this could change. Yeah, this will likely change a, a little in bit. some form before the game starts. So my first bet that I'm going to go with is the Titans covering the six and a half on the spread. And that's minus 105. So really they're giving better odds for the Patriots to cover the spread here than they are the Titans. And then the last one I'm going to throw out there is, uh, yeah, get back to it here. And the odds have actually changed a little bit on this. So I'm glad I looked is team total touchdowns for the Titans. I'm going with over one and a half, and that is minus 165. So those are going to be my two for this week because I feel like even though this Patriots defense is really good, the Titans will be able to score two touchdowns. I mean, that's all it takes. And I I just think Vrabel is going to have his guys ready to go, and I think it's going to be a close one in New England. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I'm trying to think about my score prediction here. I think they, I don't know. Mine's going to be close. I haven't completely decided on my score prediction yet. Yeah, I'm still been thinking on my score prediction. But um, that has been best bets presented by DraftKings. A uh, little information for the stat chat. Um, it's finals, and Guys, I don't, he he has failed us again it, it, every week. I know. I know me personally, I look forward to this stat chat just because I'm a stats guy. I, I, I like the stats, like seeing some of them. And he's been bringing some, I mean, some heaters on here and letting us know these advanced stats. And he, he told me today, hey, I'm, I'm not going to have a stat chat for this week. Next week is a bye week. But after that bye week, when the Jacksonville Jaguars come to town, he promised me he will have a stat chat for that week. So, yeah, so you can hold me to that. Uh, I'm going to hold um, you to that. But if, there's, if you there's finals if, going on right now, so I think that that's a good excuse. If you don't have a stat chat for that week before we record, you are going to be doing some digging and finding one for okay. us. Okay. <laughs> I, I can I can accept that. Those those are those are fair terms. That dims the rules. But that moves us um, on to the quick hitters. I almost forgot what we <laughs> called them for a second. I'm telling you, my mind is scrambled right now because it's – it's been busy. It's been busy. But let's move on to that. Just look, you can admit it's from the Thanksgiving food yesterday. That, that too, because I'm <laughs> still I'm still eating on it. I still had some this morning. There's still pie left in the fridge. And <laughs> you're like me. My breakfast this morning was leftovers from yesterday. <laughs> Granted, I didn't up with the baby last night, you know, every couple of hours, so didn't wake up until like ten thirty. So it's not like I got up at seven thirty this morning and had Thanksgiving leftovers. Surprised you had leftovers. Oh, oh, really? Well, let's move on to the quick Surprised hitters. Um, I'm kind of winging here. this one. Actually, let's do. Uh, well, the, well, the, I must say, you're golly. Right, you're right. So to start off our quick hitters, we have our TTP fan takes. Figured I would be the one to throw the name out there this time since you struggled last week with it. Um, my amazing wife Carrie 
Her score prediction for this game is Titans winning 27 to 26. Talk about a nail biter that, there. That's a close one. <laughs> and her bold prediction is Ryan Tannehill to have 300 plus yards passing. So, yeah, I mean, the over under for this one is like 229 and a half. So, yeah, I mean, that's way, way over. Right. And then brother in law Thomas Peterson, his score prediction is 31 to 20 with the Patriots winning. Bold prediction, he's got several layers to his here. He says Mac Jones, 250 yards passing. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Ryan Tannehill, just under 300 yards passing. One touchdown, one interception. Titans defense, one sack. Patriots defense, three sacks. Okay. So, so I mean. A <laughs> lot of factors there. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a, I mean, that's basically almost predicting the whole game. Pretty much. So. <laughs> I will be that. That really does get a bobblehead if that hits. <laughs> it, or maybe the the helmet up here I might be willing to part with a bobblehead more than, <laughs> than the the helmet. Uh, so now, before we jump into our our score predictions and bold predictions, let what's your key to the game for the Titans? Yeah. So my key to the game is going to be don't turn the ball over. That is a very good key <laughs> to the game. C- coming off of a five turnover <laughs> performance, um, yeah, that's that, that may do it. Uh, my key to the game is going to be in this Patriots offense. You know the the way that Mac Jones is thriving is hitting the underneath stuff, taking what the defense gives him, hitting that underneath stuff, and then slowly every so often taking shots down the field to try and make the defense pay. Get him off of his spot. Don't let him have that quick underneath stuff. Make him hold the ball just a little bit longer or make him try and force the ball down the field because we've seen even in the Falcons game when he tried to force it down the field, he was missing a couple throws. He threw an interception. Don't don't just let him have the easy stuff and work your defense down the field. We got to get after him and get him off that spot and make him hold on to the ball just a little bit longer because that's when our pass rush can step up and get after him. All right. I like that. Um, I think, especially with a rookie quarterback, making him uncomfortable is important. Right. Because he's, yes, he can, I guess you say, he's not a mobile quarterback. Like, yes, yeah, he not, can. Not really. He might break out and run up the field for like five yards, but he's not going to be a guy that burns you for 10 plus right. every run. So I feel more comfortable with our guys pinning their ears back and getting after him because you don't have to worry about that contain as much. Right. Um, so I'll get into my bold prediction and score prediction. Score prediction, I'm going to go with 20 to 13 in favor of the Patriots. And for my bold prediction, I'm going to say that I think Jonu Smith will have a little bit of a revenge game and hit 100 yards receiving. Okay. See, I 
when we were doing our best bets, I almost thought about picking Johnny for a touchdown. Almost. Just because of that revenge game factor. But, you know, and I'm you almost uh, trolled the Titans a little bit with your score prediction there. Because if you think back to that wild card game, I believe the final score was Titans 21, Patriots 13. And you I, went 20. I think you're to, right. Uh, you went 20 to 13. So uh, maybe they go for two one time and, and they do end up <laughs> making that 21 13. I'm going to my score prediction. Hang on, let me guess. Titans win? I, I am going to go Titans win uh, because we've talked about this. Throughout the season, it's hard for me to pick against them. And like I said, coming off a loss to the Texans and going up to New England in a game where they are the underdogs and no one's really expecting them to win, that's where Mike Vrabel usually thrives with this team and finds a way to pull out a win. It will be a close one, though. I'm going to go with 23-21 to Titans winning. Bold prediction is going to be that, um, man, this is this is tough because I don't know what receiving options the Titans are really going to have. Would you say, all right, Golden Tate, say he gets activated to the main roster right. for this game. First game with the Titans against a stout Patriots defense. Would you give me Golden Tate over 50 yards and a touchdown? Yeah, yeah. Bold? Yeah, if you wouldn't have had a touchdown in there, then I, I would have said no, but yeah. So if Golden Tate plays 50-plus yards receiving and a touchdown, if he doesn't – No, 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 not letting you do that one. you gotta, no. you got to make up your mind whether or not you think he's going to play. Well, I mean, if he if he doesn't play, then – Okay, <laughs> but this next one's got to be out. It's got to be out there. Okay. This next one, Hilliard over – 150 total yards. Okay. Yeah. So, and again, that's just because if Golden Tate does not play, if he plays, that's the one I'm sticking with as he is. I got you. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. So. Yeah. I think that's fair. So, that, uh, do you have anything else? I don't. That's all that I've got. Um, Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let us know down in the comments what you think about this game, what your bold predictions are. Um, and all of that stuff because key to the game for yeah, the Titans key to, to get the a win for sure. Um, because I, I kind of feel like that's that's been my favorite part lately is the key to the game for some reason I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, anyways, this has been Titans time, and as always, tighten up.